with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. The broadcast area is under a winter storm watch from Thursday morning through late Friday night. There is the potential for a significant multifaceted event, including possible blizzard conditions and extreme cold. Forecast snow accumulations remain uncertain, but changes in projected snow totals will not preclude the potential for blizzard conditions due to strong winds and blowing snow, which would render travel dangerous to impossible. In addition, extreme cold is highly likely as wind chills fall to 20 to 40 below zero or colder from Thursday through the end of the week. Yesterday afternoon, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department arrested 33-year-old Brandon Hoffman of Marshalltown, who was wanted on a warrant for a probation violation. Hoffman is being held at the Hardin County Jail. Today, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors will consider termination of a snow removal contract with Iowa Fence and will consider appointing a member to the County Conservation Board and a member to the Board of Public Health. The Franklin County Board of Supervisors meet uh, today at 8.30 a.m. at the courthouse in Hampton. The Wright County Board of Supervisors today will meet with the county IT director to consider a resolution to ban the use of TikTok on county-owned devices. The Wright Supervisors will also receive the annual update and funding request from the County Library Association. The Wright County Board of Supervisors meet today at 9 a.m. at the courthouse in Clarion. Today, the Cerro Gordo County Compensation Board will discuss and consider Recommendations on elected official salaries for fiscal year 2024. The Cerro Gordo County Compensation Board meets today at 4 p.m. at the courthouse in Mason City. The Iowa District Office of the U.S. Small Business Administration is wrapping up its fiscal year with COVID-19 still casting a long shadow. Jane Armstrong, who's district director of the SBA in Iowa, says the current year is closing out a ways behind the previous year, which saw unprecedented borrower and lender incentives to aid in the pandemic recovery. Many of those incentives have long since expired, making fiscal year 22 more lackluster. SBA in Iowa, we did 466 loans last year for over $243 million. We were down a little bit from the year before, just by 10 loans. Armstrong says Iowa's hospitality industry in particular is continuing to face challenges with workforce shortages and supply chain troubles. Businesses are still struggling. We're not through everything yet, but I think we're on track with the number of loans that we're seeing and the access to capital, and we're also hitting a lot of new markets. Of the year's 466 loans made in Iowa, she says 252 of them, more than half were to new business startups or the financial changes in ownership. Armstrong was upbeat about SBA successes in Iowa during the fiscal year, noting sizable increases in the percentage of loans being made to both minorities and veterans. We remain committed as ever before to helping our small businesses get through the recovery period and getting them back on track. It's, it's a process. It's not happening overnight. Other successes include the Iowa District winning two national awards, one for diversity, inclusion, and equity, while the other award is going to Dave Lintel, the Des Moines office's lead lender, relations specialist, and public information officer 
Lintel of Waukee is being named the SBA's national MVP for 2022. Last week, Franklin County Supervisor Mike Nolte spoke to the Hansel City Council to clarify the storm sewer tiles located on the main highway and throughout the city and who is responsible for them. Nolte said the city of Hansel is in a drainage district and when a repair is needed on the tile, currently the bill is given to the county auditor and it is assessed to all property owners in Hansel. Franklin County is not responsible for any of the tile cost-wise. The city has the option of creating a fund to take care of the large repairs as they are only collecting a small storm sewer fee to get it started. Nolte said the best option would be for any large repairs to still go to the auditor's office to be assessed and the stall uh, the uh, small storm sewer fund the city has set up would be used for small repairs and maintenance such as drain cleanouts and jetting of the tile if blocked. The amount of taxes collected to go to fund road projects in the state has remained strong despite some decreases in travel brought on by the higher gas prices. The Iowa Department of Transportation's uh, Sean Majors says 95% of the road use tax fund comes from the fuel tax, registration fees, and taxes on the sale of new and used vehicle sales. One of the reasons we've seen a, a favorable numbers as far as our revenue has been has been our fee for new registration numbers that have come in this year, this year so far. And I would say that based on the initial numbers we're seeing for the November receipts, uh, that will continue next month. Major says the registration revenue is not as much as it was prior to COVID. But definitely higher than we anticipated given all the impacts of COVID and inflation. I guess uh, that's one thing I guess I would, I have been a little surprised about that, that our, our, we still continue to see uh, um, really good numbers for the fee for new registration. A chip shortage has cut the number of new car sales, which has in turn driven up the cost of used cars as new registration fees are based on the cost of the vehicle. That's the biggest thing as far as how we've made up that balance of not having as many as much inventory out there for new vehicles is those increased costs for the youth vehicles. Majors made his comments in a report to the State Transportation Commission. Today the Hampton Dumont School Board will consider pre-purchasing equipment for the Southside HVAC project. We'll discuss the District Facilities Committee and we'll discuss snow days. The Hampton-Dumont School Board meets today at 5.30 p.m. at the boardroom in Hampton. The 2023 Crop Advantage Meeting, sponsored by Iowa State University Extension and Outreach, will be held next month at 14 locations around the state. In the local area, one of those meetings will be held January 13th at Nyack in Mason City. Angie Rekins is an Extension Field Agronomist for North Central Iowa. We got Chad Hart coming. He's a big hit. Everybody listens, likes to listen to Chad talk about the crop markets. We're going to talk about tar spot since we had tar spot all over Iowa this year. Just came in really late, really was not yield limiting. And our soil fertility guy is going to also keynote Antonio. We're going to talk about some recent updates to his P&K fertilizer recommendations. And then one of our perennial favorites, Kelvin Leibold, our farm management specialist from IFL Falls. He's going to talk about farm profits and flex leases. I think that's a big topic for people as we're negotiating leases or have been negotiating leases and looking at farm input costs and how can we manage those leases. Other crop advantage meetings are scheduled for January 11th in Webster City and January 12th in Cedar Falls. For more information, go to CropAdvantage.org. Again, that's CropAdvantage.org. 
the high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 12 degrees and the 24 hour low of two degrees below zero. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.